Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. As a busy mom, I need style, simplicity, and convenience when it comes to my wardrobe. And I'm so glad that I learned about Modern Mom Style Box. It's been a game changer for me. It's a monthly clothing rental subscription service where you stock your virtual closet and receive a box of cute styles that you've selected. You can try them on and either hang on to them for the month, you can purchase them at a reasonable price, or you can just return them in a prepaid shipping label when you're done. And you can receive multiple boxes with your month's subscription. Sizes go up to 4X and they have popular brands like Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, French Connection, and more. I want you to try it yourself for free for one month. So head on over to www.modernmomstyle.com to start your free trial today and tell them that Nicole from Mamas Know Best sent you. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Danielle Vidaro who is a proud working mama, an aviation executive, a global speaker, and a champion for women in the workplace. She holds a master's in mechanical engineering and has spent her entire professional career in aviation. Danielle is currently the vice president of worldwide customer support and aftermarket sales for commercial aviation with Embraer, where she leads a high impact global team. Alongside her day job, she is also committed to elevating the impact and presence of women in STEAM and is passionate about helping women actualize their full potential. She created the Unstuck Your Career Bootcamp for Busy Women on the Verge of Change, where she coaches women on the tactics, tools, and strategies to dial in on your purpose and to get unstuck, level up, and love what you do. Danielle is based in Boston, Massachusetts, where she resides with her husband and her twin four-year-old boys, Vance and Xander, who are absolutely adorable. And when she's not chasing preschoolers, you can find her on the Peloton in an airport or opening a bottle of champagne. Danielle's mission is to elevate women and help women actualize their full potential and to close the gender pay gap. Danielle, it is such a pleasure to have you on. I am so excited. That's an amazing bio. Love it, love it, love it. But before we dive into all that greatness and all the things. Let's do my icebreaker round. I can't wait. And Nicole, thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here with you and to be part of the many women who have come through this. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. What is your favorite book or book you'd like to recommend to my guests? Yeah. So I, I wish I read a lot more these days. So when I grab a book, <laughs> I am looking for a little escapism, but also some things that I can take back to like improve my life. So yeah. right now, what, what I'm reading is a book that's all about self-care and it's called Sit Down to Rise Up. And it's by this gal called Shelly Teagleson and Chelsea Handler did the forward in it. And it's great because it talks about how radical self 
self-care can change the world. And it's been really insightful for me right now. It's just like thinking about how to put your oxygen mask on for, first and how all the other things in your life can follow suit is if you prioritize your self-care. So that's kind of my top one right now. <laughs> and that's interesting because you do have a lot going on. I follow you on Instagram. Do you feel like you know someone? Yes. But that's an interesting, and maybe we'll dive into that of how you navigate it all, not balance, but how you sure. navigate it all. And maybe you can kind of tie it into what you want to do differently now that you've read the book. Yes. I mean, you're, you're a VP, you, you have a lot going on. So we'll get there. Who makes up your village? Oh my God, the village is so important. It is so important to also evolve your vis your village as the seasons of life change as well. So right now my village and it always has been core for family. So my husband, my kids, my 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 immediate family, mom, dad, I'm, I'm lucky to have parents that are very active in my life and also just a big Italian extended family as well as a big part of it. And also of course, strong women. That's that's a core pillar of my village. And, and I uh, collect more as life goes on and, and being in this online community I've met and collected more like yourself as as we continue to collaborate and connect but really it's strong women in my family so I have a group of college girls that keep me grounded we're on a Marco Polo app and we're all over the, the globe but we keep in touch then and then of course text and voice voice text and all of that with with the other women that are part of the big village that's awesome. What is your superpower? Good question. Good question. I think I have a few superpowers that, that I'm really proud of, but the one I'm most leaning into these days is my superpower to be adaptive. And I think it's something that most moms can relate to most working women have had that have kids at home you know you have to be adaptive i think it's been a really great superpower for me in covid where you know you never know what's around the next corner school closure covid scare you name it or even just like with work i've continuously lean into my adaptive powers, especially during the pandemic when I lost my job and had to figure out who am I going to be next. And, and it lends itself really well to the fact that I'm, I'm a problem solver by training and by heart. So being adaptive and someone who solves problems and, and feels that that's a really strong strength that, that I think most people can curate. You know, I hone skills to be more adaptive like we all are forced to do in these ever-changing environments. And man, it is it has helped me through some tough times over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think being adaptable is essential, especially as being as a mom. It's something totally. that I think you pick up. Yeah, you have no choice, but that's awesome. If you could travel back in time, what period do you think you'd like to go to? Ooh. Okay. I, uh, there are a few periods, but I love, you know, women's rights aside, right? You got to say that. I love the Victorian era of, of just mm -hmm. the, the and, and, you know, I'm speaking to my, my love for like Downton Abbey and my love <laughs> for all the movies and, and shows that are in that era. But I love the dresses, uh, the fanciness and the luxuriousness and the, the slow pace of life. But of course, you know, you gotta, you, you can't, you can't sacrifice the women's rights and all the, the women elements in there as well. I also love it too, because there was a lot of champagne during that era, which is uh, really fun for me as well. Very cool. And if you could travel anywhere right now in the world, where do you think you'd go to? Which I know you do a lot of traveling, but I mean like to have yeah. a vacation oh, to actually enjoy it. I would go to Italy. I would go almost anywhere in Italy. My husband and I traveled, my family there, but we traveled there last with for our, for our honeymoon years ago. And I do a lot of traveling, but this seems to be one of the locations of all the places I've been that we love to return to because of the food and the culture. And you really do get such a different flavor with each little town whether it's culture or people or family, there's just so much there and it's a freaking awesome wine culture as well. 
that is my favorite place on I earth. Love we Italy. went there once, and when we went, I was like, I just want to stay here for the rest oh, of my it's life. The best. Yeah, it is. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? Oh my God, so much, so much, so much, so much, just to get beyond this, this still like eddy of COVID pandemicness. I think that the big thing for me over the last two years, I did a lot of growth, a lot of internal reflection, a lot of work on myself, a lot of where, who do I want to be next? What's my purpose? What's my job? Especially as I mentioned, after losing my job in COVID. And now this year for me is really about putting all that work into practice. I'm developing a stronger personal brand. I hired a design agency to help me kind of level up in my professional and personal life with all the things I, I do for women and, and all the work I put into myself. So, so this is, the year to be like, okay, like who, who is this person that has grown so much and let's share it with the world. And then of course the other piece is just connecting with more women. It's in real life. That's a big, big thing that I'm looking forward to, because like I said, the last couple of years, as we can all relate has been such a time of a little solitude and less, less maybe, you know, hanging out with people and I need more human connection. So those two things really. Love it. All right. So I gave a wonderful bio of all that you've done, which is absolutely amazing. And I know there's a story there, which you and I have um, similar elements with. I also was laid off in COVID, found a job quickly. And then it was like, what, what is this? It was just a hot mess. Title, vice president, all this good stuff, all the things. And I just walked away. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. So before we get into the little bit of your career in corporate, is there anything else you'd like to share with my audience, your family life hobbies, or if you just want to jump right in and talk about your career in in corporate, that's fine too. Gosh, I mean, I think the one kind of thing that I think we all can lean into and think about as we as we create commonality is trying to find ways to celebrate every element of our life every day is kind of like the theme I like to to connect with with people is like we have so much to 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 talk about and to share and that's why these venues are so awesome so I guess it's kind of above all the corporate stuff I think at the end of the day if, as long as we're continuing to celebrate the small and big everydayness of our life I think that we'll continue to be all right with whatever path we choose I love that. No, 100%. Because I think at the end of the day, life is short. My husband and I were just talking about this. And I'm like, babe, you know, I get it. We have a plan and, and, and financially and we want to be set for sure. I'm like, but we have a little guy. Before you know it, he's going to be a big guy. And I'm like, and we have to be in the moment yes. now. And that's celebrating those things and having those moments. So for sure. Okay. So why don't we just discuss your time in corporate? Tell me, where were you in 2020? What did that look like? High level? Oof, it was a tough time. It was a tough time. I know so many of us can relate to that. For me personally, I had just taken a job a couple of years prior that moved my whole family after living a decade in Seattle back to the greater Boston area. And I was building a team. I was in a high intensity work environment. It was in a culture that I would say now very assertively was not the best culture for me, but I grew a lot during that time. And it was kind of one of those, those times where the world is kind of unknown and crumbling around you and, and the stability or lack thereof in my, my role at work and, and the culture that was there and, and the things that I didn't realize I needed to feel like I could sacrifice my time away from my kids wasn't there. And then you add quarantine and the pandemic and all the layers that just topple on to working parents. And I was ready to crack. And I reached this point where it was like, what am I doing? Like this is, I'm not working in a job that is aligned with my purpose. I'm like causing more stress to myself than I, than I even realized in the moment. Now in retrospect, it's, you know, hindsight's always 2020, but it was, it was burnout verge. And I was at a point in the middle of that, that year where, and I know so many of us were, where you're like, what is the point? 
what am I doing here? And it, I was at a, at a week where I said to my husband, I got to, I got to either take a medical leave or I got to do something. And by some stroke of, and I do truly say it is luck. I got laid off the, the Monday after I walked into work and it was like the weight of the world off my shoulders. Now, mind you, I'm the breadwinner. I hold the benefits. My husband works but we both have to rely on certain salary elements and certain benefits. So when that happened, it was an, Oh shit. And also, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. Cause I didn't really have an out at that point, but we should always remember one, one quick lesson. You should always remember you always have an out. And so now I will be much more prepared. Should that ever come to that position again, where I got to leave. And then just kind of reaching, I say this is like the, the ultimate career low, but ultimate life high. It's like, there's nowhere to go, but up. And so sitting in that space, and I, I share this part of my, my journey often, the fact that, you know, when something very intense and very impactful happens, you got to sit there for a minute and say, oh my God, I mean, like, it's okay to feel bad for yourself for a little bit. Like this sucks. I was like really, really kind of all over with emotions for a day or two. And then I was like, you know what? We got to get in gear because I don't have time to wait and sit around here. I got to get a job. I got to figure out what I do. And I can't, I sure as hell can't go back to that situation. So I better unpack all the things that I didn't even realize were in my way. And then of course, doing all that work and getting beyond there to then eventually land my dream job, which I know we'll, we'll talk about kind of how you use resiliency to, to get through challenge and change, but man, it was the best thing to this day. And in the moment that has ever happened to me. That's so powerful. And I love how you say, okay, it felt good. And then you're like, oh shit. But then you're also like, let me feel, let me feel all the things. Gotta feel it. You have to. And I'm such a strong believer in that. I always say wallow in it. And for me, it's like 24, 48 hours. Cause I also feel like the mind is such a powerful if not the most powerful so thing. And if we, if we stay so long in that, like, why me or feeling it, it could be scary. And it's, it's something that's like, I don't want to stay there for a long period. So yeah, 24, 48 hours. And then you're like, all right, what's, what's next. Totally. But then you also said you have to unpack everything and wow. So what did you unpack looking back toxic, maybe work environment or not the best fit for you. You have a family now as you're now searching then for a new job, what did you realize that you were like, yeah, going in, I need A, B, and C? Absolutely. And 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 before I jump into that, I will say one thing about the the us agreeing with the sitting in the wallow of the moment and the feels. I always say this too, guys, if it if it takes longer than a couple of days, you might need some extra help. Like let's not forget, like sometimes we go through depression and all kinds of things that it is no shame. And if you need that, you go get it. And that's one of the indicators for me that I think other people um, agree with is like two days max, and then let's get it together. Right. So figure out what that threshold is for you as well. Right. So for sure. Yeah. And so, okay. So how, how, what did I do next? I mean, the reality was I had to figure out what wasn't working and what I, what I ended up doing that I now know and call purpose searching. It's like, like, who am I? What do I want to do? And, and what that really meant to me was figuring out what I like and what I don't like. Like when we get to these points in our life where we're like, wow, that job wasn't great or that environment wasn't great. We don't always have the time or the opportunity to actually ask ourselves the hard questions of what was it about that I didn't like? Even when I think about, we're in January, guys, like we're looking back at the year. I have to continue my reflection on what didn't work last year. 
and we don't always spend that time. So this kind of layoff was also a blessing because I had time. Did I have a lot of time with kids at home? Not really, but enough not in the workplace to sit in myself and say, wow, write the list. What wasn't working for you? What was uncomfortable? And then also, and I say this too, when I coach women, it's like, if you're on, if you're stuck with where you are, like, what do you like? And like, write the joy list, everything from like, I love sitting on the beach in silence to a hot cup of coffee to you, you name it, writing those joy lists and being reminded of the things in, in, in every day and the little things that make you happy and then doing it for your work environment. Maybe you hated your job, but maybe there were elements working in Excel. I have a girlfriend who loves Excel. She's like, if you would put me in front of the customer again, I'll hate it, but I will sit in front of Excel forever. So it's that kind of stuff. It's like thinking about what do you like and what do you don't like? Very simple questions, but you got to sit down and do that. So that was really the kind of the catalyst for me. And then really like digging into the things that helped me kind of figure out what to do next. And that helped me evolve with my network. So I was reaching out and saying, these are the things I like. And I, and I have, I now have a, a marketing kind of framework that I use and I share with women to help them get unstuck that helps you use your network to figure out what the hell to do next. So that was like, kind of the second piece is like reaching out to that network. But those are really the two kind of near-term things that I dealt with. And then the third, which I, which I love sharing is the fact that you've got to think about something that is going to make you feel great and make you be like, yeah, that's how I'm going to get to the other side. I told myself when I, when I got the job of my dreams, when I got out of this place of suck, I was going to buy myself an awesome bottle of Krug champagne. And I said it that week, the week I got laid off, I was like, this is happening. I don't care. I'm going to do it. You always have to set like things for yourself to look forward to. And I, when I landed my job that I have today, I rolled my butt into the, the wine store and I bought that bottle and it was absolutely delicious. So tell me about that. How did you land your dream job? Because I remember when I started following you, the beauty of online, don't know how, what, where, when, but we're here. But I do remember following you and being inspired because you were still looking. You were still on your job hump. And I was so inspired because I left corporate to now I'm building what I'm building. And you would do like these IG lives and TV. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was so like like loving it. But in my mind, I'm like, wow, your story resonated with me. And I was with you as you're like, looking. so tell us how that was when you got that. And because yeah, it inspired me. And I'm like, wow, she's sharing her story. And like I said, we had similar elements. But tell me, what was that like when you got it? How did you know? And what did you do? What questions did you ask? For me, I promised myself that if I went to another employer, that I would be more forthcoming with questions on my end. Because I think sometimes we don't ask the questions because we're afraid of what the answer is going to be. And I'm like, yeah, no, no more. Because I realized in that previous job that I left, I never asked the questions. I never asked the questions that I really, are you really flexible? What does that mean? What is this? How do you feel about this? What was yes. that like when you finally landed and why aviation? <laughs> yes, I love this. This is and this is such an important question for everyone in the space, because how many people do we know that you're like, I love my job. I love everything about it or gushing. Not many, honestly. And I can and I am now on that other side where I'm like, yes, this is what I love. Right. It's really hard to get to that place. And I think it, it comes down to kind of exactly what you said, asking the right questions in the beginning. And I'll comment on that and then I'll go back to like the actual kind of steps. But, you know, you got to know what questions to ask because at the end of the day, I'll tell you, I sat with myself that week after I did the, you know, what do I like? What do I not like about my life and my work that I do? And then someone said, well, what, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, what, like I have the dream job for you. What do you want? And I was like, oh my God, I have no idea. 
And it was the scariest moment for me because I realized at that place that like I had been going through the motions of working momhood and like taking the job that was awesome to move my family from West Coast, East Coast. And listen, by the way, that's okay. It's okay to take the job that's not your dream job as long as it does something else for you. And what it did for my family, we got a whole relocation package and I had a, a salary that took me to the next level, even though it sucked when I got there eventually, like that was the, that was the purpose of that job, right? So let's not beat ourselves and up. And it was a stepping stone to where you are now, zone. for sure. And I yes, had to yes. go through the growth that was required in that 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 environment that wasn't for me because I would have been dating the same job again if I didn't, right? And be like, oh my god. So so the big piece of it is like you know you got to figure out like if you can't answer the question, what is my dream job? What is my dream work life integration? You got work to do, and that was where I started because it's it comes back to what we were just talking about. Is like, if you don't even know what questions to ask or how to tell someone, this is what I want, this is who I am, that's where to start. And that's really where I did start is doing the work on who Danielle Vidaro was, the purpose searching element. So I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts that would help you figure out what are the tip, different types of work environments, talking to women and working mothers in the space to say, what are you, what are you getting in your job? Like, what are the benefits available? What are you asking for? And then when I started to formulate kind of like, what is the dream environment? look like. I'll tell you on paper, I wrote down my dream job eventually. And I did it two years prior to my layoff. And then I did it again. And you do it in a way they call this thing called future setting. And I'm sure you've heard of it where you literally write what you want to happen. It's like writing an affirmation, right? Where you're like, I am this person today. And this is the kind of job and life I'm going to have. Meaning I, I love going to work. I have a global job. These are some of the things I wrote in it. I travel internationally, but I'm home for my kids. Like crazy things that before the pandemic, you'd be like working from home and traveling internationally. You're crazy. But I wrote this down in my journal when I finally got to the place. And what's ridiculously wild is like, I have that job today. And that future setting exercise, it's like, it's true. And it's, it's like, these things work. This is why affirmations work. This is why speaking in the present tense about your dreams, saying it out loud, because what it does, one of the, the, the reasons why it works is people say manifestation, there's all these different things. But one of the scientific ways as, a, as an engineer and a science lover, it's the science of selective attention. So what it does is it tells your brain and your body to focus on the right thing. That's why positive thinking works is it's like, listen, brain, we're doing this today. It's happening. And then it puts your brain to work to already problem solve it as if you have that life. And that was something that was so important for me to like, be like, okay, present tense affirmations, present tense journal sessions on who I am today if for the future. So that was a big part of it. Awesome. And then go into, so then, yeah. So take us through the process of you manifest, you, you, you did the future setting. You're like, this is what it looks like for me. You asked all the questions, which I love that because we don't ask enough about what are you making? What are you getting here? And you have to look back and talk about salary. What? So you know what to ask for. That's very, 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 very big. So you do all the things. Yes. The, the work on yourself, work on myself was key. And listen, it's never ending. You guys, like one of the things I say now, when I, when I coach women on this stuff, that helped me get unstuck from that place is like the work's never done. Don't let the the act of doing the work prevent you from moving forward. So at some point you got to be like, okay, did the thing, did the journal. Like now we got to use the network. Now we got to reach out to people. So the thing I did in the first, the beginning couple of weeks is I told everybody, 
I told every freaking person I got laid off and, and I owned it because guess what? If you don't own it and you hide under a rock and you pretend to, and you're embarrassed, oh my God, you're wasting time. You're wasting time. You need a job. So you sing it to the high heavens and you also offload every freaking thing in that job that you're not going to be in anymore. So you can focus on your future. So those were two big things I did. I told everybody at work. I told everybody in my network. And then I started to formulate because at that point I was just like, okay, looking for something. I'm ready for the next best thing. And then I started to formulate well, what I want to do. And at the beginning it was like, well, I, I think I just want a job in aviation, but then it became much more clear. These are the types of things I want to do. I want to work in these environments. Then my industries expanded, not just aviation. It was tech. It was med devices. It was all these different things as I started to kind of talk to people. And that was the next best, best step for me is the network is you using your network for good, using LinkedIn. And I, and I love the power of LinkedIn and using, using just, just your network, your first tier connections to get to a third. And so I spent, gosh, I'll tell you, I spent the first 30 days growing my network and I increased my, my connections by 200% just by using tools like a career roadmap, which is a visual resume that I use to say, Hey, here's where I think I want to go. Can you give me some feedback? I have a marketing plan template that I use to kind of say, here are the areas and industries and potential opportunities I want. And I would use that as a tool with my network to say, Hey, Jen, you're connected with Sally at Nike who works in product management. Can you connect me with her. I'd love her feedback on my marketing plan. So using some marketing collateral, as I call it, which is all under what I, what I call my branding bundle is a free download on my site and on Instagram. But I use these three tools to grow the network because that's the next thing you got to do is like, you got to get closer to your next conversation. That's closer to your job. And the big thing with this too, is you, you don't want to ask for the job. You want to see what you can do to help the other person and open a door right? So it's not about like, can I get a job? Because I'll tell you that the opportunities that came weren't in the first conversations. It was in the second, the third, the 30th, right? So using your network, not because you need someone, but because you're curious and being curious during that network expansion. Ladies, are you tired of feeling overworked and under-recognized for your impact at work? And are you curious about how to do the inner work to own your worth so you can feel confident making the bold asks, negotiating for more, and creating your ideal career? Ashi Perea, a previous guest, is a successful leadership and negotiation coach who is offering you the special opportunity to experience the power of private coaching with her. She will give you the tools necessary to grow your career in your own terms by being authentic in tough conversations, building bridges through negotiation, and trusting that no is not the end. Head over to www.ownyourworth.com to book an exclusive 30-minute private consultation. And then how does your dream job come? Was yes. it through LinkedIn? Tell us how yes, that, and then I, I want to jump part. into Unstuck Your Career and the creation of that. Absolutely. So so through this process of diving into networking conversations and informational interviews, I want to talk to this person and that person, this person, the marketing collateral I built is stuff that goes directly into your LinkedIn. So I did a LinkedIn overhaul and I changed all my stuff. You can go on the back end and change looking for opportunities that nobody sees LinkedIn recruiters. And through LinkedIn, is where I got connected with the recruiter that ultimately helped me interview for my job so that when I got to guys first interview, I was able to ask all the questions that 
we were talking about earlier, you can't wait till the second or third, because by then you're, you may not be even anywhere close to where that opportunity is a good fit for you. So really it was through LinkedIn, making sure I had a crisp header, making sure I had really clear, making sure I had some recommendations that I was giving and also receiving that makes, elevates your personal brand, your credibility on there. And really just using that to the, to the, to the finest. And I had already been practicing, right? Because one of my, my big tips I love giving people, if you're in a phase of like looking for a job or even not, you should always be looking, you should always be expanding your network. So take every interview, right? And, and also connect and get, when you ask for a connection, give something as well. So I was also in the process, like helping people through this. And those also helped me build momentum and practice so that when the recruiter came to me from Embraer, I was like, three, four, five months in of practicing. So by the time my dream job came, I, I knew it all, right? I was ready. It was like plug and play. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, we're like, because that's exactly my belief. I would tell girlfriends of mine, I'm like, go on the interview. Go take on it the all, interview. I'm guys. like, take it all. I said, you don't know what you'll get out of that conversation with that person. You don't know who that person knows. I said, and it's practice because I would do that. I would do that until I finally got my dream consulting world that I'm in now. The first interview I went into that they called me, I said, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot and I'm going to ask all the questions yes. and say, you know what, I want flexibility. I want this, this, this. It didn't go for that one, but it gave me the confidence so that I knew when the next one came again, I could ask the same questions. Because for me, it was scary to ask those questions that we've been told you shouldn't ask, that you can't have what you want and all of these things. So I love that. And I love that advice because. I think it's so it's so desperately needed, especially for women, because as we all know, men have no problems asking for what they want at any time. So why are you so passionate about working in STEAM and women working in STEAM? How did you get into that? And then we'll get into your creation of Unstuck Your Career. Absolutely. So I just feel like women are the best. I think women should be in charge of everything. I think Women add an element to a dynamic, our fem I'm speaking to the feminine traits that we bring to the table that, that has not always been ingrained in executive presence, but the world is changing. The empathy, the compassion, the teaming, the, 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 the verbal element, all the things that we know to be stereotypically women and the way that we are empathetic to the causes and issues of the world that matter. That's why you see more women doctors and more women in the medical fields and, and bio and and, and all the like the field of environmental sciences because we we think by nature for for the greater good and so when you have women in science technology engineering and the a is art and math adding the technical plus the elements that women bring to the table you're able to really make such a huge impact on the way we work the way we live the way our communities are built the way we're leading i mean you see it already i'm sure you can think of all the women leaders that we have out there that are coming to the table who have done things differently and changed the game in a way that just makes everything better and I think women, we need more women in those spaces. And we don't have enough role models being like, you don't have to be like the engineering leader doing the thing this way. There are women that can be totally diverse and wear makeup and heels and roll into a manufacturing facility. I'm not saying you have to be that kind of woman either, but the, the environment for STEAM, the careers in STEAM, the, the careers in engineering and aerospace and aviation, all those things, like we need more of our good stuff. 
And I'm really passionate about that. And I think we need more women stepping into these positions from everywhere in the world, whether it does, maybe it's not even in aviation, but maybe it's in a place where we can empower them to go step into their power in their community. And I think it is such a critical time to have more women doing that. So I'm really passionate about it, obviously. And I think it's just bullshit that we still have to deal with the gender pay gap. And the more ways we're able to arm women with ways to be more confident, ways to do the ask, what to even ask for, I think it's going to just change the society at large, especially when it comes to working moms and changing the workplace, which I say this all the time too, but like corporate America and the working world was built for men by men. And now because of COVID and so many women who have made an impact in the way we work, it is changing. We should take advantage of this opportunity. Now's the time to ask for whatever the hell you want that makes your work-life balance, work-life integration work for you. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. And from your <laughs> mouth to God's ears, because no, it's true. And it's so desperately needed. That could be a whole nother yes. hour long conversation for sure, because it's time. It's I'm time. very positive for that for sure. But like you said, it's these kind of conversations. It's the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, the work that the women that we're surrounded by are doing, and we just keep moving along. And the work with Unstuck Your, yes. your Career. This is a great segue. So tell me all the things, the inspiration behind it mm -hmm. and the elements of it. Absolutely. So when we go through these crazy times in life and we've all, I mean, I'm sure we can almost all think about a time where you felt stuck, whether it was in your career or your life. For me, it was a few times. It was becoming a new mom and going back to work and having this pull of like, okay, I'm this working mom, but I'm like, am I really like, I'm lugging all this pump paraphernalia into the office, but like, I'm not really a mom. I'm still the corporate woman, right? Having this, like, I don't like feeling stuck with my identity. Right. And that's happened to me a few times. And it wasn't until after my kids turned four, where I was like, man, you know, you build confidence and confidence comes from experience sometimes too. So my younger self would be very impressed that, that I've got to this point, but we go through these moments where it's like, you know what, like it doesn't have to be this way. And I finally, because of the, the pandemic and having this time, I really sat down and said, what does it take to get unstuck from a place? And I talked a little bit earlier about the steps you take to get to the dream job, but the, the actual work and the, the, the strategies, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you get the confidence to ask for the bigger paycheck? How do you strengthen a personal brand? All of the things I did to get to where I am today, building that confidence, the personal brand, the, 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 all the elements I put into this course, because I'm like, everybody needs to know. And I spent a lot of time learning stuff. We've, we've all spent a lot of time learning a lot of stuff. And that's, that's my first, first kind of feedback to all anyone listening is like, if you have a, something that's working for you, please share it. Because if you can affect and impact one person, good God, that is a gift that should not be kept to yourself. And I kept hearing that from my friends is like, you did this, but you made it look so easy, which wasn't easy. But now I teach the things. And what are the things? Well, it's four modules. And I do it in a way where it's like, listen, it is rare that you'll have the ability to stop everything in your life and do what I did. So I wanted to, to condense it in a way that would allow any busy working woman, mom or other, to sit down and say, okay, four weeks, here are the things I need to know to get unstuck from a place I am today and to a better place. And there's 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 four, four modules. So the, the first piece is really around purpose. How do you dial in your purpose? I use a framework called the, the um, Ikigai framework, which is a framework out of um, J Japan, a Japan teaching methodology that uses these four circles to figure out what is the thing that helps you get up in the morning. And it's it's not a math equation, but it's a great way to start to journal and, and figure out like if I combine what I like with what I'm good at, with what I can make money for, with what impacts the world. And, and you combine those things, you can help get closer to your purpose. And I have some, some ways in which you can dial that. And I love that part. So that's a big piece of the framework. Um, 
The second part, the second kind of week is around personal branding. And I think sometimes even before I got really into this, like, what is your personal brand? Sometimes we think, well, it's just for famous people. That's just for one, one, one word people like Madonna's and Beyonce's and Sting's. The Kardashians. The Kardashians. But it's not true. And I think that's a really untapped thing to focus on when you're stuck or not is to own the person you are. Own the person that shows up in the boardroom and in the pump room. That that person is so much better if she is the same person everywhere because then she doesn't have to hide these elements that make her true to who she is. So really, how do you dial in a personal brand? And it's not rocket science. It's just being the what I say is the three C's. It's consistency, clarity, and confidence. And if you have those things and you bring those everywhere you go, you can strengthen your personal brand everywhere. And what that does is it makes it very clear to everybody around you who you are and what you want. So when they think of something, a job, an opportunity, a connection, and they know who you are because you have a clear personal brand, it is much more easy easy for them to say, go talk to Nicole about that. She does these five things and everybody knows about it, right? So that's the second piece. And then the third piece, the third week, I talk a lot about the marketing material that I mentioned earlier, because I'm telling you this marketing material, the career roadmap, developing a personal branding statement and putting together a marketing plan and I have templates for all these things. Those were the three tools that I used to grow my network 200% to put the actual verbiage and wording into my LinkedIn profile, into email introductions, into LinkedIn introductions. How do you use that? How do you build it? What do you do with it? How do you verbally practice your elevator pitch? I mean, that's that's not something we always do, but you got to be able to say who you are, what you do, why we should give a shit about it. And that's something that's in this template. So that's week three. And then week four is my favorite because it's all about network and negotiation. So building of the network using those tools. And also it's a huge focus on negotiation and, and understanding how to be confident enough to ask for the big, scary thing, to, to ask for more, to know your worth and ask big. And, and, and there's tactics in there as well. And there's, I, I, I take a lot of learnings from my personal experience as a hiring manager in corporate America. I worked with a consulting company for about two months prior to my, my landing my job that helped me. It was career consulting. And I also have like been trying to learn from the best. So Chris Voss is a master hostage, former hostage negotiator. I loved all of his books. I watched his masterclass and I bring some of that stuff into the teachings as well. So the negotiation is so important because it doesn't matter if you're negotiating a salary or more time off or a flexible schedule or fill in the blank, a a car at a cheaper price. These are life skills that women have to be prepared to go do. And it's a practice. So those are the four kind of weeks. And I love teaching it, as you can tell, because the stuff works. It worked for me. And already the, the, the 20 plus women who have gone through this are like, thank you, I needed this. And what's great about it, and my favorite thing about learning self-development stuff that, that is like this, is it's evergreen. So you don't have to take it once and be like, well, that was so 2020. It's stuff that we can always go back to. So it gives you life skills so that when someone comes to you or me and says, can you help me? Now you have this stuff to say, yes, I can. Here's what we can do for you. Love it. So you have the boot camp. Yes. Then are they able to do one-on-one coaching with you? I do have that as well. I do have that as well. Yes. Perfect. So I want to ask, how do you discuss this in the boot camp or maybe even your one-on-one coaching? How do you teach women to help navigate through the challenges to yes. change and stay resilient throughout it all, especially as a working mother? Such a good question. I 
you know, it has, it has always been something I tried to distill down in a more digestible way because I call it resilience training. Like how do we prepare to be resilient? What are the core pillars we need as humans and women to prioritize so that we can get through any challenge and change? And I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and I've distilled it down into four S's. It's very easy to remember. So the first S is all about sweating, superfoods and smart. So, so stay with me for a sec. This is the most important pillar because it's often something that we, when we're busy working women, busy working moms are like, all right, I don't need to prioritize my workout, my fitness, my health and wellness. But guess what? If that is not your most important priority, you can't give hundred percent of yourself to everyone else. So it is so important to prioritize. I don't care if it's 20 minutes of movement a day, get your fitness in. What are you eating? If you need to outsource something, this is one of the things I made as a shift when I started this new job, outsourcing my, my lunch and breakfast that's healthy. I do a daily harvest thing. Yeah, it's, it costs money, but you know what? That was something I did for me. So how are you setting yourself up for the big, big ass life that you want to live? And it has to be with this, this kind of like, like element that prioritizes your body and the, the smarts piece. I keep that up there because it's also your mind. What are you doing to feed your mind? Like what, how are you investing in yourself, your growth? Do you have a coach? What about your financial advisor? All of those things, right? So that's the first S like, how do you get through challenge and change? You better be putting your oxygen mask first in that way. And then the second piece that I think has been so integral to my success during these crazy times is surrounding yourself with strong women. It is, it is so easy to get caught up in the, 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 the craziness that you're in and like the, the daunting task at hand or like the layoff or the, Oh my God, the suck sometimes. But when you reach to people that bring you, make you better, that, that make you think differently, that make you think beyond what your mind is even capable of, it helps you get to that better place much more quickly. If you sit in a pool with everyone's complaining about the same crap, that's all you're going to think about. It's the mindset, right? Your mind is your most powerful thing. It's the most powerful thing. Absolutely. And owning that, right? So, and when I say strong women, it's everything from auditing your LinkedIn to your Instagram. If you're absorbing stuff online, women that is like, somebody else's highlight reel that's just making you feel bad about your life, you need to turn the channel. And so what I did during this time is I was so purposeful about my social media when I was going through this, this layoff and in challenge and change scenarios of the past is like, whose highlight reels are you looking at? And I remember specifically, it was like me, it was like Michelle Obama, Sarah Blakely. Like I can list the women that I looked to during this time. And, and you better believe in my friend circle was the same thing. Hey, I'm having an off day. Like, can we talk, you know, strong women, hugely important. Then number three is self-care. And this is not the self-care that looks good. Like, like, getting your nails done and like going to the spot. That's good. But this is like the hard self-care. This is like, you know, saying no, because you know, you really need to say no and not make that commitment or go to that thing or fill in the blank, commit to that work task because it's better for your mental health. It's paying the money to hire the financial advisor because you know, you need a little bit of help. It's, it's hiring the coach. It's working out after you went out and party too hard the night before, because you know, your body needs it. It's like the hard self-care It really asking yourself, what is the self-care you need in this season and not comparing to the last season? That's the yeah. really big ask that, that I think, you know, even the five minutes a day journaling, really helped me unpack is like, what, what do I need now? What do I need more of? What do I need less of? And like listening to yourself. Right. And then the last piece is something you have to do all the time is evaluating your systems. That's the fourth S is systems. What systems?
systems do you have that are working for you or against you? Your morning routines, your evening routines, how you manage your time. What are you doing to help you live the life that you want? Not the life that you think you want, but like that's going to help you like go to bed on time and feel refreshed in the morning so you can hit that workout. So those, that's the framework. And, and man, I'll tell you, I, I lean into it all the time. And it's something I talk about with everyone I, I coach and I mentor. And I think it's really helped set myself up for success when it's, when it's been hard and when I'm just trying to like live my best life. I love that. And I'm so thankful because when I replay this, the inspiration getting from it, because now that I am an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. Yes. Oh man, the amount of times I've had to change my systems. I just got off the phone with my husband maybe an hour ago and he's like, what are you changing now? Because I'm trying to fit so many things and thankfully things are growing. My consulting business is growing. Oh, so great. But where do I fit me in, right? So it's like, again, I have to evaluate the system. So I love that because I had to look at the hard self-care. I went, I started going to therapy. Yes. Really kind of taking that in and saying, okay, let's, let's do the mental aspect and knowing that the physical will come today. I went for a while during my lunch. So I love that. And like you said, maybe it didn't work last quarter, last month, last year, but always kind of reevaluating and saying where we are now, I think will set up a lot of people for success. So I love that. So what do you do to relax and unwind for the day? What are your morning and nighttime routines? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love hearing people's, you know, systems and and especially morning and evening routines because like, oh, maybe I should think about that too. And I, you know, I'll be honest, I've been evolving my systems with respect to every season of life. It's funny because I've always had them, even when I was breastfeeding twins and like newborns, right? When you're like, oh my God, like, are these, like, how do I even have a routine? But it was like, I... I would get up, I would drink my 32 ounces of water, I would make the smoothie and that was my that was it. I would have my coffee, right? So like just remember that these systems can evolve and it's okay. So in this phase of life, my my more my systems are so important especially as a busy working mom, right? And so my morning routine, I'm up at 4 4:55 every morning. I get up, I go to the kitchen, I drink, I drink my 32 ounces of water with a little bit of mineralized salt in there because my girlfriend said this is going to help with your cortisol levels, it's going to help your 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 hydration. So I do that. Then I have a cup of black coffee while I go downstairs and I do kind of a journaling session. I kind of level set for the day. I have my quiet time. Nobody is up in my house. I sit down. I'm like, I'm either journaling a gratitude practice, or maybe I'm writing something for the day that I'm thinking about, or, or I'm, I'm doing some like personal maintenance with my, my emails. If it's something that's very deliberate. But one thing I will say is I do not check social media. I don't touch social media. I don't touch anybody else's noise until my routine, my journaling exercise is done and my workout. And the reason being is because I don't want anybody else's priorities interrupting my free thought. And I, I try to stick to that. That's been a practice that I that I put in place a couple of years ago and it's completely changed my life. I don't let anybody else's highlight reels affect me. I love that. That's yeah. going to be a quote. I'm going to use that quote. It's yes. good. Because yes. any first morning before you're interrupted by the world is such great thought. So I try to get that down. And then I jump into work. So I go and every morning I try to move my body because it helps my whole being get ready for the day. So I do my workout and I do what I'm now like really into like the fasted workouts, fasted cardio, just I'm now used to it. I've worked really hard to get to that point. And then afterward, I have like some kind of like amino acid thing if I did lifting so that I could get through the morning and not burn through all the muscle. This is my fitness girlfriend is helping me with this. It's helped me curb the hunger until my break my fast, but I get ready in that. Yeah, it's awesome. 
I get ready in that hour window between the end of my workout. And when I start my 8am day, I get the kids ready. I get them dressed, get them ready to roll. My husband has the first hour with the kids where I work out and then we switch and then they go off to school with daddy. Daddy drops them off. And then at 8am is when my workday starts. So that's really the system. And it's, you know, I'll be honest guys, like, was I always a black coffee drinker? Oh, hell no. But you know, you develop these things when you're like, well, someone else is doing that. Why are you doing that? And you realize the health benefits, you realize it might work for you. And it took me a while to be like, this is actually feels better for me. So these little things, it's fun to kind of hear what other people do, because if you figure out the why they do it, it may be something that's worth considering to make your life better. For sure. I literally take in little pieces, which is why I reevaluate my systems because I'm optimistic to say eventually it'll click to the one that truly works for me. And I have my my seasons with it. And let me ask, do you drink the black coffee with sugar or is it plain black, black. coffee? Oh man, I love my coffee. Nicole, I lived in Seattle for a decade and that is coffee mecca. And I love a latte. I Now I love like an oatmeal latte. It's like my treat of the afternoon. But when you have good coffee, girl, I'll tell you, we, we, we love, we're such nerds when it comes to coffee, a nice, amazing cup of coffee, black. Now I like Untouched. it so good. Untouched. Yeah. And you get all the nuances and the flavors. And especially we're a wine household. My husband's a sommelier and I've done some wine education as well. And you know, I love champagne. Once you start to dial in your palate and you're you're eating less sugar and you're like, you start to really dial in the flavor profile of stuff. And that came from, you know, wine education, but also just like being a huge coffee nerd and a I love it. We're going to have to talk offline. Okay. So what's your nighttime routine? What time do you go to bed? What does that look like? 9 p.m. is bedtime every night for the most part. I mean, sometimes it slides to 930 if things get a little pushed, but you guys, I love my 9 p.m. bedtime. That allows me to be a whole human and doing all the things at 4.55 every morning. My my evening routine, I, I am in a job right now where I am working in the evenings, just that's this phase of life I'm in and I need to get on the, the call with Asia and Singapore sometimes. So I gotta, I gotta do a little bit of that, but I try to shut off all the stuff, all the noise an hour before I go to bed. And in that hour, I'm getting things ready for the next day I'm doing the, the the evening wind down of the the washing of the face the, the you know the whatever you got to do to get the kids down for bed they go to bed around 7 to 7 30 and getting them ready for the next day is part of that last hour and then I'm not touching anything technology wise we don't watch a lot of tv um in our house so I'm usually prepping something for the next day when it comes to like the side hustle that we got going on or like I love writing so I've been trying to use that window to be like what what like what what free thought do I want to think about and then of course I try to prioritize it literally guys a few pages of reading before bed I mean I'm not like I'm ready to crash by 9 p.m after a full day working day like all of us and so I try to just get in a few pages and then I'm out so no social media before an hour before bed that's the rule love it love it love it what's next for unstuck your career what's next for Danielle what do you see this before we go into how my listeners can connect with you yes oh my gosh I'm so excited for what's next because you know you learn so much when you do anything especially if you coach something you create something I've done two rounds of this boot camp and I'll tell you it has changed me in ways almost the same but different than the girls that have gone through it I want to make it an on-demand course so I can have access to more women and make it more digestible because every one I've done of these I've got such phenomenal feedback from the women and now I'm like okay now now it's going to be recorded it's going to be on demand and it's going to allow some more um one-on-one 
touch time throughout to make a bigger impact. So, so my big goal as I develop this personal brand with this creative agency is I'm going to have a, a, a product that is the Unstuck Your Career Bootcamp on-demand download for, for purchase. And part of, part of that is going to evolve and allow me to go speak about it. So one of my big goals of 2022 is I want to talk more about how these things can really help people. How can they help collegiates? I wish I had this as a fresh college student so that I could ask for more money and be more strengthened with who I was. So, so using that unstuck brand to also leverage into speaking engagements and opportunities to reach more women. Love it. Love it. Love it. How can my listeners connect with you? I would love if they would connect with me on Instagram at danielle.vidaro. I also have the unstuck your career at unstuck your career, which you, there will be more stuff coming. I'm using this month to kind of get organized, figure out how I'm going to manage my time on those spaces. It's been, it's been a slower than normal start. My, my whole family had COVID at the beginning and we are now doing much better. I know it's been a wild start to the year, but I'm really, you guys, I'm trying to take my own advice that I give myself and everyone I talk to is like, what do I need more of? And what do I need less of? And right now I need less social, less noise and to figure out how I'm going to show up. So it's going to be an interesting year, but I'm really excited to see how it evolves. I see nothing but greatness in the near future. Thank you. For sure. And for you too. It's so fun. Thank you. Do you have any other final thoughts to the podcast world before we wrap it up. Oh my gosh, so many. But what I will say is please don't stop going after the things that light you up and asking for what you want. We need more women out there that know who they are and what they want and asking for it because that's how you move the needle. That's how you change the game. That's how you close the gender pay gap. And even if it doesn't move the needle or open the door for you, remember this. And I've heard this many times and I've been one of these people too. Maybe when I talk to HR, when you ask for more money or when you say, this isn't right, do it this way. The opportunity didn't change for you, but it cracked the door for the person behind you. And I hope as we all think to get more actualized in our own potential and ask for more of what we deserve and, 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 and just really put ourselves out there that we remember that whatever we're doing is going to help someone else, else in the path too. And it makes all of our worlds much, much better when we're able to do that and help each other out. So I hope we continue to look, look into that. I love it so much, Danielle. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Continued blessings to you on everything within your career and with just growing Unstuck Your Career. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at nicolegconsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out themotherhoodvillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for an another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.